Luis, of course, uh, Luis um, Sosa, Jim Hill's son-in-law. That's the only thing that we could find as a fault in him. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we love Luis. Luis, as you know, used to be a part of our church, and for most of you, and and yeah, he's still a part. Of it. He's just a extension of our church. But uh, so he's been in Argentina for two and a half years, uh, in charge of the missionary training center down there that His Heart Mission has developed over the last two and a half years. Luis is the person who does all the work. Jim gets all the glory, <laughs> and that's really the way it should be, you know. The, you know, the younger should serve the older. That's what the <laughs> no, but really, uh, we really love Luis and Nova. Um, you know, Luis is like a son to me in some ways, and I think Luis, the Lord wants to use uh, Luis to encourage people who feel like they have a real call in their life to see that you know you can come and and be a part of what God's doing, and God can equip you and raise you up and use you. And you can be released. I mean, he's an example of a person who's been equipped and released and has now he's able to come back and minister to us. So let's just give Luis a big welcome. <laughs> the last time he spoke in the church was the last day he was here before he left. So he's coming back. The first day he's here, you know, minus a day or two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, please. Hi, how are you? Well, that one looks weird right there, doesn't it? Sorry, I've been sick, and I'm still sick. Can't get rid of this ugly thing. Now, I believe in healing, though. Okay? <laughs> All right, I got so much stuff in my heart, I don't know what to say. So I'm trying to find the Holy Spirit, and you know, and trying to find Him and he, what He wants to encourage you today. There are many things that I can tell you about what the Lord's been doing in Argentina, but I feel God has been telling me that He wants to do the same things and even greater here in the state. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the God that you have is the same God I have in Argentina? You know? And He wants to change the way we think, the way we do things. But the way that happens is in a, just an intimate relationship with the Son. Nothing, nothing will change unless you have that. Okay? And I know that Byron is very strong in that, very strong in the Word, and he's a great teacher. And a lot of the stuff he taught me personally, I've, I've been able to apply it in Argentina and, and has, you know, given fruits. And so I'm very thankful for that. No one wanted to say something, but she had the baby, <clears throat> Jasmine, on her lap, so she asked me not to ask her to come forward, so I won't. Uh... Okay, I want to pray this morning. Thank you, Marlon. Because um, I really feel that this church is about to enter in something. And and this is serious. Because there's a price to pay. <clears throat> and um, when we moved to Argentina with Nova, we, you know, some of you know that we left everything we have that we worked for, the dream house that, that she had, that she was a, we were able to buy, and the Lord blessed us here. We were living the American dream. And, you know, about four years, I moved from, from Argentina down here to, you know, uh, get married again. And, because um, I eloped. Is that how you say it? Eloped? Yeah, eloped? Yeah. And so I came back again with one suitcase, okay, and when we moved to Argentina, we had so much stuff to get rid of that I didn't know what to do with it. We still took 40 containers and didn't take everything. I mean, we saw a lot of stuff, you know, to move. But we, st we still... What's that noise? It's just... Oh, okay. I thought it was me. No, all right. It's not me then. Uh, and we felt that, you know, that was part of the price. That was part of the, what you sacrifice, as, you know, as an offering to the Lord. This is part of the obedience. But when you are in this thing with Him, it costs a lot, but you don't feel it. Because there's thing, this thing that drives you toward Him. 
and you, you're willing just to lay it all down on the side. And I know you guys been part of what the Lord's doing down there with your support and coming and praying, Jackie with the you know tickets, and we drive her nuts, I'm sure, sometimes. And um, some of you writing and calling, it means the world to us. Because you don't know sometimes, you know, what it is to be lonely and forgotten. You know, that's one of the things you may not have. Maybe you struggle financially, but if you don't have people that cares for you, you die. Because, you know, the kingdom's built on relationship. And so, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for everything you've done for us, you know, in every aspect. And going down there and sharing with us and seeing the work and supporting us and praying. Anything you've done, you done you, I know you've done it unto the Lord. And you will have your reward. So I just want to pray right now. Lord Jesus, come and release whatever you have for this church right now. Help me find you, Holy Spirit. Oh, tu presencia, Señor, ahora. Tu presencia en este lugar. Descienda tu presencia, tu unción, tu poder. Venga ahora sobre esta iglesia. Come, Holy Spirit. Come with your power and your presence upon this church. Lord, I ask you for a willing heart to lay everything down, to see the kingdom come in this place, in Morseville and in the States. Lord, I ask you, because there is, in this church, there is a sea that is going and will reach into the nations. Father, I pray that you will release faith today in the hearts of people and that they will see themselves, Lord, much greater than they are. In their own eyes. In the name of Jesus. Ven Espíritu Santo. Mm. Well. Where do I start? Well, well, so we moved down there with Nova. And we started the church. Uh, the church. The, the ministry thing. The training center. And it was hot. No air conditioner. My car is about 20 years old. Beat up car. Noah feels like she's inside of a blender or some kind of thing when she drives. She hates that thing. And I keep telling her, you got to love this car. It's going to keep breaking down if you don't love the car, you know. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and, you know, we go, you know. and we, I have, you know, we didn't know what to do. But I'm telling you guys, if the Lord is doing it with me, he can do it with you. And that's my message to you. He can use you to heal the sick, to heal the broken heart. He can use you to see the death here and to see legs grow and cancer getting out of people's bodies like that. You know, somebody about dead on the bed. You know, and the, and the thing is, you're just, you're just a broken bustle. That's all you are. And when you see yourself that way, He comes through you. And you can trust that He will. I have candidates that were so broken when they came in. I mean, you have to pick them up in a little spoon because they didn't believe about themselves. They, I mean, you just name it. One girl that we had, and today she's married. She's one of our fruits. She got married at the mission. She came and told us her story. She was burned. All her body was burned when she was about three years old. She was in her little crib and... and I don't know, alcohol or something. something. It wasn't like that, honey. Kerosene. And she just, you know, her whole body ignited with fire. And she just was in a lot of pain. She can't remember much. But her, she said, her, her grandmother, because it was not even her mother, found her all smoking and her skin all burned up, took her to the, her, the hospital. And the pastor, well-known pastor in residential, came over her you know, and prayed for her. And she got completely healed. Well, she's one of our candidates now. But still, she went through a lot, of, a lot of junk in her life, a lot of stuff. And when she came to us, you could see there was a lot of hardness in her heart and still from stuff. Well, today, she's one of our main leaders directing the children's ministry with her husband, who was also so messed up. His faith was all constant like this. I love Jesus. Yeah, right. You know. Jim came one day and said, What's wrong with you, son? Why don't you want to smile sometime, you know? But he was 
had so much hatred inside of him because he came, his parents were pastor at a church and the church broke, you know, got divided and they were, they went through a lot of stuff. People that they trust with all their heart betrayed them. So the guy, had, you know, just carried this thing in him. He didn't want to have nothing to do with ministry or doing anything. And, you know, Oscar came into the mission. And, uh, and so that's how we started, with broken people from different churches. Sixteen different churches. And there I was. I have a, one of the girls wrote me a letter, and she asked me to read it here. I think she gave it to Jim. And when I was reading, this is the way she described me, okay? She thought she would find a real nice school, you know, uh, a man with a tie sitting down at his desk, with an air conditioner, you know, ready to take her uh, uh, forms and everything. Well, she went over there. I wasn't there. My secretary, who I was also training, was there. And he said, yeah, he'll come. So there I was. I've come through the gate of this. You know, now, thanks the Lord, we have a nice gate at the mission. But it was a disaster. You didn't know what we had there. It looked like a chicken coop or something like that, you know. And you open that thing and everybody in the neighborhood, you knew that I was coming in, you know. And so I come out of the thing. I was sweating. My shirt was outside. And okay, who's the girl? You know, he said, "Oh, there she is." And this girl looks like a model, just straight up, skinny, tall, you know, blonde. Comes into the office. I said, oh. "And so I start questioning. What do you want? What do you, do you? What do you want? You know?" And she started telling me her passion for Africa. And then she says in her letter, "I, I, I was sitting in front of this guy that I thought was be an older man." Not that young. And they will be like this, all dressed up and everything. But she, there I was, you know, young man, writing this stuff and looking at her and asking her questions. And she asked in her heart to the Lord, Lord, what am I doing here? Is this the place I'm supposed to be? You know, and then the Lord spoke to her and said, yes. Well, she was also broken. Because the thing is, we were talking with nobody. The thing is, broken is not only mean that you go through hard times. You know, and these people were broken in the sense that they were, they were going through hard times. But there's also you are broken, poor in spirit, that you're so just broken before the Lord that He can use you to heal people up. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about putting stitches and weld them together. I'm talking to make them new from the ground up. You know, that's the kind of healing you want to see in the church. Not just of the body, but of the spirit. That you see somebody coming through that door and it's so broken, but you're willing to embrace it and keep up with him and you cry with that person until there's nothing left in you to believe that God can do something in that person. And that's what we've seen. People coming in there just so broken. Seeing everything that you can, you know, messed up to, to the bones. And there's Jesus ready to embrace them. Do you want to do that? Do you want to see the kingdom? Do you want to enter in into the rest that God has for you, church? You want that. Uh, let me ask you that. Do you want it? Do you want that? Well, let me tell you something. God is getting ready. And He's going to take you into that rest. But there are things that can impede you to come in. And I, that's what I want to share with you this morning. Apart from telling you these stories. It's in Hebrew. Who my mouth is getting dry. <clears throat> you know, it's uh, Hebrew 4 where the Lord talks to the people about, you know, rest. And I look at Martin because I know he's been asking, how do I enter into this rest? Well, you have to work to enter into this rest. But once you enter into this rest, you don't have to look for formulas, you don't have to look for methods things just happen and it's just like getting in a roller coaster and then a huge Mack track that will take you right into God's wheel and, um, and this is what the Lord says in here uh, you know the Lord got so mad at them and they're um, uh, because of their lack of faith uh, let me see where I was and then there in verse 6 says it, it still remains that some will enter the rest that rest and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience. Therefore, God again said a certain day, calling it today. Today. It's for you today. With 
when a long time later he spoke to David as was said before today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts you hear that that's what will stop you from coming in if you let the enemy lie to you you will become a great church you will see deliverance at levels that you not have seen yet and let me tell you that and that will be part of the daily thing in your life. Not just here on Sunday. But you will go to the marketplace. You will go to the store. And the Lord said to you, go and pray for that person right there. And you say, okay, Lord, I'm going to go. I was in Salta. And this woman came in so much pain. Her leg was full of pus. She had something on it. It had band-aids on it. And she was just screaming of the pain. Oh, my gosh. I can't be standing in here. And this line is killing me. And then I looked at her and I said, what's wrong with this lady? She was an old lady. And then the Lord said to me, go and pray for her. I said, Lord, there's a bunch of people in here. What do you want me to do? He said, go and lay hands on her. No, I'm not. He said, you are? No, I'm not. And I started arguing with the Lord. You know, that's the argument that starts in there. And then, you know, and I was in Salta, which is another province in Argentina. And they're very Catholic. And there's a lot of witchcraft and everything you want. They're, they have there, you know, alcohol, alcoholism, everything. And so I went there. I told nobody. No, I'm going to go and pray for this lady. And she said, okay, go ahead. And I went over to this lady and I said, uh, oh, lady. I said, uh, man, can I pray for you? And she said, uh, I don't know what, what that is. I said, I'm going to ask God to just come right now. And she said, I said, because I see you in a lot of pain. But I believe God can do something right now. And she said, okay, go ahead. So I started praying. I kneeled down right there in the supermarket and I started praying for her. You know, and all of a sudden I asked her, do you feel better? She said, well, I, I know the pause is here, but I, you know, I started feeling better. My leg, the pain, it's not there. I feel better. So I got up and left. But before that, she said, what are you doing here? Where are you from? I said, well, I'm, all I'm telling you is that God loves you. And he told me to come and pray for you. She looked at me and she said, I'm a Catholic. Thank you so much for doing this, you know. And so, God can use you anywhere you are, at the store, in your business, anywhere. And when you come here, you will ignite this church with so much faith, you know. But you, first, you know, let me tell you something. I was telling this to the ministry team yesterday. The first two people I pray for, they die. And they called me to pray for somebody at the hospital I went, and I prayed for this lady and I begged God to heal her. She was dying of cancer. She was yelling. She, there was, she was in so much pain. And I asked the Lord. But before she died, the pain went away. And I didn't know. But she died in peace. But she died. And I, want the, I wanted, you know, her son was standing there. But then her son comes to me and she, he says, thank you. I believe now. I said, what? She wasn't healed. He said, but I saw peace. I saw my mama that stopped screaming and yelling. And I saw her going home with no pain. You see? We just got this stuff in our minds that are creeping inside of us. And they don't let us walk in the fullness there is in the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to tell you. This is real, you guys. It can happen. You don't have to go to Argentina to get it. It's right here, right now. God wants to use you. Isn't it wonderful? He wants to use you. And so, it says in verse 8, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. Hmm. When I was here living in the States, I strive. I strive to serve God, to serve this church, to serve people. I love people. Because that's the only condition. If you want to be in ministry, you got to love people. you got to love people. Get out if you don't love people. You just go work in something regular. But don't get in ministry. 
Because ministry is not like just being in a regular job. You know, before I didn't understand Byron or, or Jim. But now I understand them. Because you go to bed and you still think about that person. That, and you still, your heart is swollen with that person. And you pray for it. And you still up until 3 in the morning. And you get up at 6. And that heaviness is in your heart. You're worrying about that person. Saying, Lord, restore that person. Heal that person. What's wrong with that person, Lord? I've done everything I know that the gospel teaches me. But she's still, he's still in pro, you know, wrestling with stuff. Lord, do something. And see, that thing goes with you. And enter into your marriage. And it cripples everywhere. And you can't stop talking sometimes until you've you, you got to put a stop to it yourself. See, at work, you just come, you're tired, but you get, you turn off the TV and, you know, your mind is off. Work is outside. So, see, I have to learn to find the balance. And, you know, while you're into this rest, you've got to let the Lord take you. Otherwise, you're going to die. Because you can't. And this is an awesome thing. You know what? Every time I tried to control this ministry, about killed me. About went crazy. Every time. You know why? Because it's the Lord's, not Luis's or Jim. It's the Lord's doing. And as long as the Lord's doing, whoo, I don't care anything else. But you know, you always, as human beings, you try to control things. You always will try to do something. You always try to get your hands in there to make it better, you know. Somehow. I don't know. So, there we were, trying to understand all this stuff. And I'm trying to ask the Lord, Lord, how you want River Life to enter in, into this rest? And I feel like the Lord said, if they enter in, you know, like the Lord says, He rests on the Sabbath day. God rests from His work. And He said, those who enter, they will rest also from their work. And this is the word for you. Do you want to enter into this rest so that you can rest from your own self, from your own works that will just drive you crazy and not and frustrate you and enter into this rest where you just see God taking on and say, okay, so now you're tired. Now I'm going to do my job, you know. Now I'm going to take on this thing and show you how it's done, you know. And that's when we see God just healing people like that. Visitations in our meetings on Friday night where, you know, you know angels are in your midst. You see the depressed, people that are so sick come up front. I, I didn't even touch them. Somebody else from the team prayed for them. They come the next Friday meeting we have, which is there about um, once a month. And they come, and they, you know, that you see them in the front dancing and all healed up. And you ask them, what's wrong with you? Oh, I got healed, you know. I got this, 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 this. And you're just like, oh. Oh my gosh, and you didn't say anything. Well, I, you know, I went screaming home. I got healed. You know, with that, you know, when you have that stuff, who won't want to have that? You know, somebody said to me, yes, you got to see the fruit. Yes, heck, I want the fruits. But I also want the power of God because you can't do ministry without the power of God. Then you have just your power and you have no fruits. I'd rather walk with the Holy Spirit and look stupid, but I'd rather walk with Him and see Him doing mighty things. So that's, that's what I feel to tell you guys. You have come, a door's been opened before you. And guys, said, it won't be no formulas. You won't have to strive to find it. It will be just right, right there. Now the problem will be is that you won't control it. That you just let it be and you grow with it. You just grow with it. God will bring the people. God is, I mean, there was a team of people right here. You know, at the beginning, it was me and Noah. Now we have our team with us. You raise them up. And that's exactly what Bacon Byron did with me and Jim. They raised me up. When I came here, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe I had an opportunity. But they believed in me, and they put something in me, and I carried that back. It was a hope that I carried inside of me, and that I imparted that in those people. Now they're going out into the nations. Wow, and that you are part of that. That is amazing. I got a whole family going to Salta. I got a, a family going to, uh, uh, four people going to China in 2008. And we got people getting ready to go to Paraguay. Now we got people that are not going anywhere. They're still in church. But they're creating teams to go into other churches to carry the fire. See, that's the fruits. 
If you've been in His presence and you've been healed up, you will not be the same person ever. Never. And you won't want anything else but Him. See, I get up and I'm like, Lord, what do you, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? He said to me this morning, my people is full of fear. I didn't tell, I didn't teach him to fear. He didn't teach you to fear. You learned that from the world and from the enemy. I have experienced fear. Fear of not having enough. Fear of being left out. Insecurities, insecurities of all kinds. Not being recognized. But you just have to die to all those things, you know. And then God will begin to raise you up. Slowly. I remember one day you asked me to, to share, you know, to, not to share, but to be the translator for Randy Clark. I remember when, see, the thing is, my wife had a passion in her, and she's the cause why Randy Clark, and she and Kathy are the cause why Randy Clark came to Argentina. But, you know, and I went through a lot of headache. Believe me, they said, you want me to translate? You want, you know, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not. I, I struggled with this thing about until the last week before the conference. My legs would shake just with the thought of having to be standing beside this man of God and having to translate in front of 3,000 people. See, I would go to the pastor's meeting, sit down with this man, old ages man, full of wisdom, and they experienced revivals, they seen the Lord doing stuff, and I would sit there with them, and I'm just like, Lord, what do you want from me? Look at this man, they're so tired. I don't want that kind of ministry, Lord. I don't want to get that at all and be just like, oh, I'm so tired. You know, if it, this is what you have for me, Lord, I'll quit right now. I want, I'll go back to the States and I work, you know, 12 hours a day. I don't care, but I don't want this. So I was sitting there with this man, but believe me, these men are full of wisdom. And you see the Spirit of God on them. And, um, and so they were there, you know, just I was trying to get this thing, the conference through their throat and, you know, saying, you know, Brandy Clark is a good man. He's not going to mess you up, you know. And uh, then Jim, you know, thanks the Lord, Jim came and asked, because I didn't know much about Randy Clark. And so um, I was in this meeting with them trying to make them believe that this was the Lord. And so we finally cranked them up and cranked some of the church up, and we started going. And I was in the meeting, and they said, Luis, how are you doing this? Because none of them offer help. I mean, they said, we'll, we'll feed them up. We, we'll get the teams, and we'll get them in our churches and stuff. But by that time, Nova and I have formed a team of 50 people to carry this thing. And Buzz and Ann were there. Jim and Kathy were there. I don't know who else was there. Abinas and Krista. And we, we went and started doing this thing. And I'm telling you, the pastor looked at me and said, Are you not beat up and tired already? I said, No. Why? Should I? They said, Yeah. I mean, you carrying this? No, I'm not carrying this thing. God gave me a team from your church of people to carry this thing. And the Lord spoke to me. I was in the car getting mad at no one, yelling at her for bringing Randy Clark. And I was like, you don't know what you're doing. And, the, and then the Lord spoke to me and said, shut up. I was in my room. <laughs> He's a good father, though. Sometimes you just need a slap in your head. But uh, uh, I was standing in my room and the Lord said to me, you know why I chose you? You know what? He said, I said, no, no, I don't know, Lord. And you know what? This thing is aching me all over. I want to get rid of it. Give it to somebody else. I'm, give it to somebody else. Bring somebody from Buenos Aires, you know, our capital city where we have great translators. And he said, I chose you so that you can stand there, a young guy, to tell my generation right in front of you that if I can use you, I can use anybody I want. And I can raise them up. See, I'm the youngest of all those pastors. All those pastors are 50 years up. I'm the youngest of them. They all look to me like their son. That's a nice thing, but sometimes you get tired of that. You know? But that's where the Lord raised me up. And, and from that moment on, the favor of God fell, and we took off. You know, I mean, we, we were going with the Spirit. But this was like sitting on a train trying to stop it. From that moment on, Noah and I didn't know what to do. 
We went from conference to conference and to trips to trips, seeing the Lord doing mighty things. You know, just seeing churches, boom, explode. From just being a little bitty thing to boom, all of a sudden the pastor believe and have faith for something. I'm praying that that will be released here tonight. And that's just going to be for Byron Becky. This is for you people. This is for all of us. So that we can make this happen. And I pray that your expectation and seeing the Lord will increase. Not by just the testimonies I'm sharing with you today, but because this is for you. This is real. Enter in. God wants to heal you up. He wants to make, restore you. He wants to make you whole. He wants to make you dynamite. It's not just for the people up here. It's for you, the regular, normal. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. I'm going to ask you again, do you want this? Do you want the kingdom? I'm serious when I'm asking this because God is going to begin to take you through the process you know, of, make, of making you poor in spirit because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you're so poor, you know, like a child, you're just, you're just poor. A poor person, you know, a poor person have to, they don't know how to be, you know, they can be proud in their own, you know, being poor in their own necessity. But they have to humble themselves because they're poor. You see, me and Nova have to learn to be poor in spirit before the Lord. Because every time we feel that we were fed and, and, you know, just didn't need anything else, it's when we begin to decline and die. So if you are here this morning and you have any problems, physical, financial problems, I want to encourage you to run to Jesus. Don't look at your financial problem. Church, don't focus on just one healing here. Don't focus on just one people heal up. Focus on Jesus and He'll bring those people up here and you will go out and you will bring them in and you will restore them and you will become an army of people. You will become an army of saints. They will shake hell in this place. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can use you in deliverance? You can be walking on the street and you lay hand on somebody and that person just get delivered. Whoa! It can happen. You know, somebody came into the mission on Friday. She was screaming and yelling. Aah! And I was trying to pray for somebody being all religious, touching the Holy Spirit. And then my, all of a sudden I looked out the candidate were struggling with her. Hold it! Hold it! Right, right there! Woo! And you know, she was just rolling on the floor. And all of a sudden, I feel this authority come in me. Never felt this thing before. I went around and said, Guys, stop. I just grabbed her. And I said, Open your eyes. In the name of Jesus, open your eyes. And she was like, Took, open her eyes. I said, Do you see me right now? And she's like, Kind of. Okay, I said, Now. I said, You know, the most powerful being in the whole universe is here. And his love is right here in this room. And he wants to set you free. You want that? And she said, yes. Okay, I said, get up with me. She clogged her fingernails on my thing. And I went scared right there. Woo! I was like, okay. Okay now. I was like, okay, candidates. Grab her and take it into the room. She went. I thought, this is going to take a long time. Well... They found out through the doc, you know, doing a diagnosis and all that that Randy Clark's book teach you that she was not a Christian. So she gave her heart to the Lord and in half an hour she was free. She walked us out and she was happy and singing and full of the Holy Spirit. See? That's what's going to happen here. People that's broken is going to come in and say, give me what you have. I want it. I want your life. I want to follow Jesus. Whoa, this is good. This is good stuff, people. This is something that the Lord wants to do it right now. Hmm. And, you know, yes, me and Noah have paid a high price. And our family and, and our home, we have moved. We have, Noah almost went through a breakdown with her nervous, with the kids being attacked at night. But this is not to make you scared because you have a big God. This big God will take care of you. And at times, he would just grab you into his arm and rock you right there. 
That's what he wants to do when you're scared, you know. I went into my house one day. Nova was sitting down, and she was all just slammed in the spirit. And I'll go in there, and I was tired. And I said, what you doing? Just here in this worship team uh, from uh, Brazil. And she said, I can't move. What do you mean you can't move? I can't move. The Lord is sitting down on me right now. <laughs> I said, give me that. Give me what you have. And I tried to make her give me that. See, we tried to do things all the time. And the Lord said, just walk in the sun. The kingdom of God, you have to walk in it. It's right there. You enter in. That's how it is. That's how it is. But you have to go after it. You have to pursue it with all your heart. You can't let Jesus go away from you. And so we will be just hot, no air conditioned mosquitoes in our head. And then, no, I said, I can't take it, this Louise, no more. You buy me a mattress and an air conditioner. Well, I'm moving back. I was like, okay, I'm buying. I don't know where I'm going to get the money, but I'm buying you an air conditioner now. And so we got an air conditioner for her. You got to understand, it's 40, to, I mean, 120 Celsius a night. How do you sleep? Sweat. You get cooled off with your own sweat, you know. And so, but this is all good. This is all good. Because there are times when you just, you're emotionally, you know, just tired, uh, emotionally tired, physically tired. Your kids wake up at night five, four times. You run in there. You don't know what to do anymore. You just applied all the prayer, warrior, deliverance principle. You know, nothing happened. Because that's frustrating. And you, you know, you pray for people. You see the Lord. And sometimes He chooses not to. Sometimes He just chooses not to do anything. But that does make you not to believe in Him anymore. If you do that, let me tell you something. You let the enemy come and steal what the Lord wants to do through you right then. You are walking in defeat. Because the Lord sometimes takes it and He just says, Okay, I'm not going to heal right now. But I want to see how is your reaction to this. If you're still going to follow me. If you're still going to stick with me and see greater things. Ears that didn't have anything inside. Poop. Ah, that were outside the socket being put back in. And He see again but the most impressive thing to me is seeing those broken people they have no destiny they're just thinking nobody believes in me coming in and then at the end of the two years it's like I'm going I don't care how it's going to happen but I'm going God is going to do something through my life see that's the miracle for me not just the, the physical stuff but it's seeing people then in half an hour, I have one big guy who is, is, is our guard in the mission. We were in a meeting. Um, we were doing actually words of knowledge. And he was sitting there, and he constantly had problems with his liver and intestine. He was always sick. And, you know, he likes to eat, too. And, you know, fried stuff and all that kind of stuff. You know, it will, it will mess your stomach up. But the guy was like, and he just started crying. He just started bawling. He said, Lord, I'm tired of being sick. I'm sick of being sick. And so he was crying in there. And I was standing there, and all of a sudden I get this, this vision. And I see this guy walking around in a circle. And in Argentina, they still make bricks by hand. So you've got to understand, they, they sometimes are deep in mud up to here. And who knows what is in that mud. And um, they have to do that for hours with the horses. And this guy worked until he was 18 years old and this stuff. And you have to walk around stepping on the mud like this every day, Monday through Monday. There was no Sunday for him. So when I see this vision of this little kid walking around in circle, and I tell him that, he looked at me and, huh? I said, I said this, this mean anything for you. And I said, and I also have this word for you. Jacob worked for his father-in-law, and he said, you know, to his father-in-law at the end, I have worked for you and the sun and the dew and, and I'm, I've just been dried out, you know, just being spent for you. And when I said that, the Holy Spirit came. And I said, but God, I said, it's going to restore you. And I, the Holy Spirit came and did this. Oh, boom! And I'm talking, man, big guy. Went, boom! All the way back, came back up. And I was like trying to hold the guy, you know, in the front. And he went, 
and a cry from the deep end of his being came out. And from that moment, he was set free. He was set free. It was the Holy Spirit. See, I didn't do anything. I was just the, the vessel, the, the thing, the channel that he came through. And so if there's people here today, because I want to I wanna have a time of impartation for people who want this in their life. And you just do it. See, it's a small impressions. It's not this big voice talking to your ears, you know, go and pray. Just a small, sweet impression. And you do it. And you, you do it once and you see something. But don't give up. Don't give up with the first. You know, you may get, you know, feel like a failure. Ten times, keep doing it. Fifteen times, keep doing it. See, I, I'm going for the big stuff now. I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to pray for everybody who is sick and everybody I find in the street that is sick. I'm, I want to see you healing people, not just in church, outside church. And, you know, he delighted in doing that. So with the pastors now, we started praying at 12 o'clock between once and twice a week on the plazas. And we're, you know, about 25 pastors are getting together. And we are asking God to visit our city. And we are asking for Him for the big stuff. We want the, the unbelievers to run to Christ. And want to see them healed. Right there in the plaza. Right there in the public area. So I'm just trying to encourage you. Do not give up. And all I have, all I have brothers, friends, family... I want to give to you this morning so the Lord may use you. Anything good I've received has been from the Lord. Because even when I was standing with Randy Clark and my legs were shaking, the power of God came. I can't explain you, but I flew. Plus, Jim tells me, no, he's a just tranquilo man. You know, he just takes it easy. It's, just, it's not like those big evangelists that preach fast. I don't know what happened with that, but the man was like a fireball, just woof, you know, and I was just trying to keep up with him. But in the midst of all that, the Lord was there. The Lord was there. And God, a guy, a black guy comes, and he had taken a picture, and he said, look, Luis, and there was this picture behind, I was standing with Randy Clark, and this big angel was behind us, huge, about more than, you know, three meters high. And he was standing there beside us, uh, behind us with his wings standing like this. We saw people getting delivered right there, just demon possessed people just screaming, you know, right there in the middle. Nobody touching them. Man, it's going to get weird, guys. It's going to get weird sometimes. But, you know, it's fine because God, when He comes, He heals emotions. And you know, don't be afraid to come up here and just bust out crying. Let Him heal you up. We have had enough time holding our emotions inside of us because we think, I don't want to look weird. I don't want people to think I'm weird. Forget that. Be weird for the Lord. Let Him heal you up wherever you are. Cry, said Jesus, I need you to heal me because if you don't heal me, how can I go into the world and heal them? I got nothing if you don't come and heal me. So I'm telling you, forget that stuff. Let all that fear, all that junk, all that oof, that the enemy brings on you, put it on the side and run to him this morning. Mm. Marlon, get ready. It won't be 20 kids. It won't be much. It will be bigger than that. Ask the Lord for people to come with you and raise them up. The same way others have raised you up, raised others up to help you. Get ready, because when they come, you have to be ready. That's the way the impression of the Holy Spirit being on us. You lay the foundation. You prepare it, because it's going to be big. But you have to believe it, or you will never see it. And it will take a whole generation to see this happen. And as part of this church, I encourage you to walk in it. anybody wrestling with unbelief? You know, unbelief is one of the things that will hold you back. Unbelief is enough. See, in the Old Testament, you can see the love of God. People didn't believe in the love of the Father. In the New Testament, what is it? New Testament said, do you believe in the Son of God? If you believe, you will have eternal life. See, it's a lack of unbelief. I mean, belief. It's, it's unbelief. 
you, if you walk with doubt in your heart, that's enough to bring all the rest of the stuff. See, it's, it's like when I doubt of Noah, when, when Noah tells me something, if you have doubt of what she said, that's enough for the enemy to bring all bunch of other stuff. And, you know, I can walk in fear and, and you know, disobedience and hardness of heart. Just because of that unbelief, when the Father is telling you, I love you, believe in me, and you'll do greater things than this. Hallelujah. And Jack, I want to tell you something. Your job is just not to make people fly, you know, in different parts of the world. You're making sure they're going into their destinies. And that's a big job. It's not small. You have a part in this kingdom. And not take it for granted. It's big. Who wants this? If you want it, I want you to come up front. And I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask the prayer team that was here, were with me yesterday, to come. And we're going to pray for the people here. We're going to pray that God will deliver you from anything. And if you don't have anything, I'm going to ask God to fill you up even with more. Now, come on now. Just don't be standing, just sitting down there and just like, you know. Because this, be, this is real. This is not just for Argentina. This is for here. You know, one of the things that, that makes our, you know, the Argentine this thing have is because people have expectations on God. They believe God. Even in their most desperate situation and circumstance, they believe that God can do something. So you come up here and get, you know, get filled up with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Who? You will have to be willing to spend time, hours, with those broken people. God is looking for people who can spend time with people until they get healed up, until they get restored, until and the people that will not give up the first time, that you will go after that person and say, come on now, there's more than this. You can get it. It's for you. See, I have to spend hours until my body can just no longer I can't be standing sometimes no one will have to drag me out but God is raising teams of people and you are part of that and he's going to take you and it's not going to be a work of one person it's no longer that it's a work of the kingdom it takes many to do this so God I just ask you right now release your power in this church power to see power to believe that you are the same God Lord, today, and that you want to take them into, Lord, into, in, inside of that, Lord, resting place that you have for them. Lord, release right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, welcome, Holy Spirit, come. If you don't feel anything, it, it's not about feeling. You just receive it by faith. You say, it's mine, Lord, I take it. It is mine, I receive it. Come on, people. Go ahead and pray for them. Let's start releasing what you got. Oh, Oh, Lord, right now. Lord, I pray right now, any mind that's been clogged by the enemy with unbelief, Lord, I pray right now, just turn that mind loose in the name of Jesus. Lord, any depression, spirit, any oppression, break it off of people right now in the name of Jesus. Any sickness, Father, oh, kick it out of this place. Send your angels now, Lord. Send your angels. Boss, Lord, let them carry it right now, Lord. Balls of fire upon these people. Oh, right now. Oh, come, come, come. Oh,
sing 